<laughs> Once we start it, I'll become like a whole different person. Uh, so that's the thing. Microphone's there if you want to just. Uh <coughs> yeah, cool. So yeah, like the thing, the good thing about doing a podcast is that you can kind of create your own little microcosm of a universe, you know, yeah. and you can kind of. Uh, Basically, well, anything creative is that you can kind of, uh, I don't know, you can mess it up to a hilarious degree and you can still kind of, if you play it off right, make it look like it was intentional. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Nobody knows who no. the hell you are. No. So I should probably introduce, if I was That's professional, <laughs> which I'm not, yeah. I would have uh, introduced you and... <laughs> well, this is it, man. Welcome, <laughs> my true podcast. We started. <laughs> yeah, my guest today, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, Nick Lee. Nick Lee, who are you? So I'm a photographer, hobbyist photographer from Nottingham. Yeah, cool. So, uh, yeah, the, the screening process for people that I've had, that I'm going to have on my podcast is very interesting because essentially I just message people and be like. Hey, do you want to come on the podcast? And then they kind of come on the podcast. If then nice, <laughs> thank <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, um, hmm, I don't know. Usually, I say the podcast is all these things, but mostly it's me just sounding off about because I'm I'm very kind of uh, I've got a hyperactive brain, okay. kind of like a like a child dizzy on sugar kind of thing, you know. So. Hmm. I had this premonition, you know, that today was going to be my last day on earth, okay. and that something would go kind of, uh, yeah, like, um, like maybe like a cow would fall out, something really strange <laughs> and weird, you know, like a, a cow would fall out of the sky or something. I mean, one of the references we go to on the podcast is that movie Twister. Did you ever see it with the tornadoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah? yeah. Do you remember that scene with with the cow? Yeah. Kind of flying yeah, through the E flat. Yeah, so uh, as as long as I can kind of make it through today, then everything will be all right forever. <laughs> okay. But I'm kind of still, so I'm kind of running on adrenaline today. It's the kind of brutality of, uh, of self-awareness. So, photography. The way I see photography, right, is kind of, um, is the way I see a lot of things because it's kind of... Uh, there's there's the material world right, and there's the kind of uh, ethereal spiritual of, of the soul essentially, which is what I'm trying to because uh, I'm creative myself. I kind of okay. write music and I do this podcast obviously, and I made a film and I kind of do photography uh, photography as a hobby as well, okay. right? So essentially, it's that kind of dichotomy and that duality between these two sides of of being, you know, and in the material world, of course, everything is transient. So to, for me, what photography might be is kind of taking a certain place or a certain time or a certain vibe or a certain atmosphere out of the space-time continuum, kind of ripping it out and going, uh, okay, this is... And like, you know, if, if, you, if you have like a, a smell for example, <laughs> that you remember from childhood, and that, yeah, yeah, take you straight back. So, let's let's do like a little hypothetical, real quick, right? So, there's a dude. Let's just say there's a dude, right? It can be any kind of dude you want. What kind of dude do you want him to be? As in, 
For what purpose? Just Did a man in the hypothetical situation. Okay, so this man, what did he dress? What's his name? How old is he? Uh, okay, we'll we'll call him Adam and say he's 24. Cool, all right. So Adam's 24, right? Yeah. Adam's asleep in his house, right? All of a sudden, a fire breaks out in his house. Oh no, there's a fire! Right, you see what I mean? I'm a whole different person when I start. It's like a persona, yeah. okay. you know, you see what I'm saying? Right. So Adam's in his house, right? He's in his bed. There's a fire, right? What's like the uh, the list of events that goes on in that kind of first kind of thirty seconds, five minutes of him realizing there's a fire? I suppose you. Uh, it's a little bit about self-preservation, mm -hmm. but also there's that thought about who else is in the house. Yeah, exactly. Who else would so be around? my kind of list of events would be one underpants, two uh, children, <laughs> three photos. Because, of course, you know, uh, photos are going to have a kind of uh, a deeply intrinsic uh, sentimental value. Almost as, and, you know, if all them photos burn up into a million pieces, then hmm, it's not going to be very good, you know. So with your photos, are they, do you put yours out? Or are they I, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, because uh, I made a film, uh, and so that was kind of, to do with so as you know the samurai might say that uh to that the sword is an extension of the arm right? and this is what i wanted to ask you about is that to me it seems that when you're a photographer or when you're a filmmaker then the camera can be an extension of the eye almost well, or the inner eye for me for me it's all about escapism okay so photography is about getting away from real world I imagine yeah so do you want to just I hold the mic up to you yeah sorry so uh, yeah for me it's about escapism and often it is an extension of your eye but then your imagination because you've got Photoshop because you've got other mediums alongside photography now you what you actually capture is not always necessarily going to well it never is the finished no. article to some extent it's really close what you capture okay but in other times, you may have a different idea where you want to present that image in a different way. So you may take a series of images and merge them together to create something completely new. Right. But obviously that's... So it's your imagination and your eye. I'd okay. say it's an extension of All both. Right. So you, you'll take the, the kind of photo, the original kind of raw photo that you... And then will you edit that in Photoshop, will you? Yeah, I mean... I mean, say, if you say what is your process for, say, constructing a portfolio or a piece of work? So all I've got is my Instagram account. So that's my that's my only portfolio there is. Mm -hmm. I used to focus on Flickr. My series of events, I used to do landscapes. Flickr's old school. Flickr is very old school. <laughs> I, I, never, I, don't, you know, I don't post it anymore at all. <laughs> no one does. But I do. There's still some people out there, though, that and yeah, a, lot of them, a lot of them have gone across to Instagram. But people stuck in the past. Yeah, yeah, it is. Grow up! It is an old It's diet. the modern age! So... <laughs> That that in itself is my portfolio. Before when I started to do it was all landscapes, taking pictures of different things. But now I'm more into it's more uh sort of portraiture and mm -hmm. portraiture and doing people. But then trying to present sometimes things in a different so I I'll, I'll often create sort of more fairy tale type images where perhaps someone's trapped in a jar or someone's floating. Now obviously you can't capture that straight in the camera. Mm -hmm. So you have the idea. And you'll set it up knowing what you'll need to do. Okay, so 
that that sounds quite surreal to me. Like when you say people kind of levitating and people being stuck in jars, I think, all right, well, Alice in Wonderland, kind of a little yeah, bit trippy, kind of a little bit kind of. Yeah. Um, Salvador Dali, maybe. Uh, are there kind of central influences for you in terms of what you're doing? My like influences are the surrealism other photographers other photographers so I'll see something that's that I like, like. let's try saying that five times fast so it's yeah <laughs> other photographers yeah so it's uh, I think it's really really pra- it's practically impossible to do anything really original at the moment nah, I disagree in terms of photography you can see things without having any influences or anything so I did a picture where there's a girl and she's laying in a book and the book's like a bed but then if you look at that, oh, I've never seen anything, I've not seen that done before. No. But then when you look, and if you d- then research it after, it's been done a few times in different oh, okay. ways. Right. Different, you know, so it's, mm. yeah, it, it's it's hard. I don't say it's totally impossible. So you're saying that nothing can be original because everything's been done in some way before. Still, it can still be original because it can be different. It can be different. But it's your, often it might be your take on an idea or, because you're influenced all the time. Mm. Not just around. I was driving home from my day job because obviously. Where do you work? So I, I I work in loss prevention. So okay. it's non-creative, nothing to do with photography. I was driving home uh, through the Cotswolds actually, and I saw this poppy field, which is obviously miles away. Mm-hmm. But from that point, I knew I had to go back to that poppy field to take some pictures in that poppy field. So then it's about arranging it. I never. How long did it take you to get back to that poppy field? Were you constantly <coughs> like ruminating about it and thinking about but it? Like, I about need it. to go back. Yeah, you always do that. You always do. I didn't get to see any poppy fields this year, which is a mm. shame because I knew where they were. Where they were Why did that poppy field have that kind of emotional resonance for you? Because straight away, when you see something that inspires you, you start to build up that picture in your head of what you can do. Ah, okay. But I never... When I'm doing a shoot, I never go in with a really... Some some photographers will go out, they've got an image in their mind, and they go out to get that one image, and they'll know exactly what they want. I don't work that way. No. So, so you'll experiment on the scene, <coughs> and you'll kind of... Yeah, but it's because cause for me, it's all about, as well, what... The conditions have never been the same. No. I could have planned to go back to a poppy field. It could have been absolutely chucking it down. Yeah, or someone rain. comes uh, yeah. with a massive or kind of tractor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get, yeah. I've done that before. You <laughs> get, you get there, they're gone, and it's <laughs> like great. But then you have to. Thanks, mate. Appreciate then you have it. to interact with whatever. You know, whatever with your is around you. And your model. <laughs> yeah, so I'm doing a shoot tomorrow with a model who's going to be. She's got some bridal dresses, and we're with a horse. And I've never shot with a model and a horse before. Yeah. But that is as much as what's in my head at the moment. Okay. Until I get there tomorrow, say hello to the horse, make sure it's friendly, <laughs> en- make sure it's friendly enough with me. Well, it would be a bit unfortunate if it was like a so mutant horse, wouldn't it? It's got long hair. It's got a real long mane. So I've seen it, a picture. It's oh, gorgeous. It's beautiful. It is a nice, yeah. So I rode a horse once when I was a little child. It was the worst experience of my all time. My daughter does it every week. Why would you allow your daughter <coughs> to, to, to wild and I've your daughter is a brave, brave, brave no, she's person. She's it up a few times, but she gets she, she gets, gets back, back up. Yeah, get knocked down, get back up again. Yeah. Who sang that? Who was it? I get knocked down. I get up again. Hmm. 
Yeah, okay. Hmm. So, when you kind of... Yeah, all right. And you'll just put it on your Instagram, will you? <coughs> Do you have any so kind of I work, I work further aspirations to kind of sell your work or... I have sold an like? image once. Yeah? Which was an image of a sheep. <laughs> so nothing that I've done recently. I don't know. I don't really... I don't post them anywhere. It's funny, isn't it? Because when I used to post a Flickr, I would get lots, and it was more mm. generic and landscapes. I would get people asking if they could use my work or could they purchase. Yeah. But going on to Instagram, now it's portraits. I don't get anyone asking to use the work. No. But I get other people asking to work with me. Oh, cool. Which never happened before. Right. And do you so enjoy that collaboration? And that's that's what gives me more satisfaction, which is why I prefer what I'm doing now around portraits to what was with landscapes. Right. Okay. So <coughs> all of my shoots are what's called TFP, which is time for photos. So I don't charge. There's no. It's just collaborations. Mm. So there's people that. Uh, just contact me, I like your work, whatever, I like to shoot, and then if I've got time, then we'll sort something out. Can I tell you what my situation is? And yeah. I'd be interested in hearing as somebody who's, uh, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? Old, 40. Old. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm 18. And, okay. Um, and, you know, I consider myself a very creative person and the fundamental kind of... Uh, base philosophy of my truth is kind of creativity being the kind of uh, universe expressing itself through you, right? Which is a kind of uh, touchstone of a lot of Eastern philosophy in that the kind of, uh, you know, everything is connected and everything kind of uh, spirals out from a single point and that single point could essentially be the human mind. It could be an idea. It could be the nucleus of your idea. Um, a friendship, a relationship, um, you know, and you can take it back to the Big Bang, if you want, as that kind of first singularity out of which everything came and then you are connected with that, right? So the kind of crux of my truth is kind of based on creativity as a means for expressing who you really are and what you're really about and what you really kind of so you just said that you're not very fulfilled in that other job that you that you do well maybe you are but you're yeah it's not fulfilled. so much fulfilled that's the other job pays the bills yeah exactly well that's yeah. the thing you know i mean being an artist how how can you monetize what you're doing but essentially i'm kind of in this position where I made a movie when I was in college. I want to make another movie. Uh, I'm, uh, I do. I, rep, rep, I write poetry and uh, music, and you know. But I'm still kind of in a very rudimentary phase of uh, of kind of milling about in my bedroom. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a book called uh, The War of Art by uh, by a guy called Stephen Pressfield, who's an American screenwriter, and. Uh, Basically, what he talks about is this idea of resistance, which is basically any uh, anything uh, that prevents you from doing what you need to do, like your creative work, right? So that can be pr procrastination, that could be self-doubt, that can be uh, just kind of laziness, <laughs> just sheer <laughs> unapologetic laziness, you know? Um, 
So, I'd just be curious as, you know, how, when did you first start doing photography? How, how, 40. Yeah, 40? Yeah, so quite late. So, I. But you're 48 now, so it's eight <laughs> yeah, years. Yeah, so I thought it'd be something that would be something I'd like to do. So, I bought a second hand camera and, uh, and it just all started from there, really. Cool. All right. So, I had a friend who took me to uh, Goose Fair and she taught me all the basics of the camera. It was so really good. The exposure, ISO. So the exposure, yeah, well how to look, read it on the meter in the camera. Would because you got somewhere like Goose Bay, you could do long exposure. So you start as the rides are going around, it creates patterns with the yeah, yeah, with the lights, which is cool. You can do panning. So as people are going around on the rides, you follow them with the camera, so you capture them sharp. But every you capture the movement around. So it's a really good place. I recommend it if anyone wants to pick up photography. Go to Goose Fair in October. <laughs> Take someone that knows what they're doing. And yeah. She taught me probably the basics within, she was a really good teacher, around sort of like an hour, something like yeah, that. Yeah, and then you were just off. And then, and then it's just, and then you just get the ball and you just start. So Amazing. That Yeah, so that basically was like my first session. We did, uh, it was just going out and taking pictures of, of landscapes and things like that to start off with. When you first start, when you get the bug, you take a picture of anything. It's just absolutely... <laughs> Do you know what I describe it as? as uh, or inspiration. It's kind of you're walking... I mean, I've said it before, I know, but... It's kind of like you're walking around and everything's covered in white paint. And then you'll see something that is, like, covered in bright, bright red paint. And it'll stick out. So, for me, it'll be something like maybe something somebody said in a conversation or something that maybe uh, I kind of heard in a, in a, in a just the world or saw something, you know. And for me, that will uh, often have some kind of uh, ulterior meaning. And I don't necessarily know what that meaning is for a while, you know, so I kind of... Uh, there was, there was a period in my life for a while where uh, things were very strange, very surreal, and I kind of went back uh, a couple of weeks ago, well, a few, like, a couple of months ago now, actually. Uh, I kind of went back to those kind of places where those certain events happened, and it was so strange because, of course, like, everything wasn't there anymore like it was, like, the kind of place had been knocked down or whatever or, uh, and the streets were different and um, of course I was on my own and all those people I don't speak to anymore and you know I was walking and then I hear this um, this woman singing um, and I didn't know her, I didn't know whether I was like imagining it but it was so beautiful man like honest to God and I was kind of in this really kind of uh moody <laughs> let's say kind of and this this woman on a bike goes past me and honest to god i was like floored by this moment right in this moment in time where everything seemed to kind of stop and dissipate and it's just that noise it's just that sound that beautiful sound right so that is the power of expression to lift yourself out of the uh, the kind of mundanity of everyday life and oh yeah. maybe uh, allow you to transcend to something beyond yourself that you might not necessarily understand. So 
do you ever feel like that when when you're kind of in a flow state and you kind yeah, of so when you're working when you're doing a, a shoot you know when it's going well you know what what i get is you do the shoot with somebody you start to connect with people which is really good you start to build up different relationships different friendships but you know when you catch something good and then you're just so excited to get it home to get it on the laptop to get it so you can see exactly what it is start manipulating start the, the actual it's like a second phase of the creative process in the editing and in, okay. the, in, the, in the stuff so you you're excited because you've if you especially if you met someone you get on well and you've got all these images they're excited to see them they can't wait to see them and then you just know you just you know you, just you, know. you see at the back of your screen but it's nothing when but you just know you've got something you know that you can't wait to get there part of it is to get it out there as well for other people to see you know, i'm not denying that mm. you do, you, do you care about what, what other people think no no see no. i say i don't but my yeah. self-esteem is kind of uh at a driving lesson today right i feel like and it's easier uh, as you get older though yeah well that's uh encouraging <laughs> thank no, you I do. honestly i do i do there would have been times when i was younger yeah that people would have said things at the end of the day mm. when it comes to creative processes it's just it, it, it's just opinions it's nobody's just opinions. right nobody's right you know you're you'll no. go you'll, you'll hear people what you'll go to like somewhere like the contemporary in nottingham and you'll see something and it might be something like you know, considered modern art and people will say oh i could have done that but you know the thing is though mm. they didn't uh, that other person oh you know so they uh, didn't yeah they, right, they, they okay. can say they're say oh anyone could do that yeah but you didn't did you the artist did they're the ones that thought of doing whatever it is and putting it there hmm so anyway, sorry you were saying about your driving lesson yeah yeah i went on this uh i had this driving lesson i was taught i was basically acting fucking stupid <laughs> like because uh, kind of like doing the fucking oh mate it's so do you know when, when you've done something and you look back, right? Well, actually, going back to what I said at the start about the brutality of self-awareness, <laughs> you know, you kind of get in this situation where you're acting like an absolute prat. So I was there doing, like, this, literally the kid that does, like, the skrrr <laughs> noises, right? <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. And uh, he's, like, uh, he's like, oh, what are you doing? He's <laughs> like, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be cool. And he's like, well, what are you trying to impress, like? myself i'm just doing it because it's funny because <laughs> it's fun and i like to amuse myself and then he starts talking about um oh it's like, like a self-esteem thing i was like yeah my self-esteem is like fragile <laughs> like a, like a little paper origami swan that you have just crushed <laughs> right and so yeah like maybe not to that because i do have a tendency to over dramatize things and kind of uh, be a bit of a diva about stuff but uh yeah if if somebody says something nice about anything that i've done creatively that will really kind of give me a buzz you know i really get off on that but you know when somebody's got a criticism what if when it's somebody what if it's constructive criticism? It, uh, yeah when, if it's constructive then it will still hurt but you know so in I the way that a growing pain hurts you know <laughs> But what if you agree with that criticism? What if they've seen something? Oh, which you that's where it goes wrong. You don't want to agree with the criticism because if you agree with the criticism, you know something's wrong and you but know something has to fix don't it. Don't you feel that's how you learn and that's how you grow? Yeah, but it's, it's, sc it's scary. <laughs> it is scary. It is scary. <laughs> I'm <laughs> afraid. 
I know what it That's the fundamental thing. Is that I'm very, very fearful. Please hug me. Please, someone. I, I always Please. remember the first time I posted like a picture on social media. Yeah, or, was that or a big deal for you? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Sorry. Yeah, it was such a massive big deal because, like you say, you don't know how people... And even now, if I post things, it's different because now I don't care. Before, <laughs> when I first started, though, you mm. just started out, you're presenting this whole new medium, which is a little bit of a reflection of you because it's your work yeah, you well it is a and, you, and you don't want people to slag it off so well yeah when i first started it was like it, you know it's like oh will people see it what will they think will they so yeah at first it was quite it was quite daunting and quite intimidating yeah but after you did oh, now you I found don't. your freedom and you found your kind of groove of it yeah so I, I, like i said i went on Flickr. I started to see other people's work that I really liked. There's a, a, there's a girl called Rosie Hardy who is just absolutely amazing. Yeah. So she's got a really good backstory. She's, well she's a photographer I follow. I went on one of her workshops and started posting some pictures onto Instagram from her workshops. And then other people, strangers, just started contacting me saying, I love what you're doing. Mm. Could I work with you? And that's how, that's how it's all grown. It's just people, again, again if I see someone, I'll ask them, do, would they like to collaborate or not? You know, the first time I did a few sort of shoots on my own with models and things, I was, I was kind of like shitting myself. But then now it's just. So you, you've done it a couple of times, and now you have the confidence to go. All right, well, this is what I do. I'm good at what I do. I have a certain. I've seen some of your stuff. I really I never, like it. It's got a very unique kind of style to it. Yeah, I never think. I, w- I always think there's room for growth. So I'd never go as far as say I'm good at what I'm do. Mm. I'd say I'm confident of what I do. So there's always areas. So I posted a picture early hours of this morning actually because bit of insomniac. Yeah. So I posted that. A lot of creative I, people are. Yeah. yeah, I think so. And then someone's come back to say, so it's got some light rays which I've added in Photoshop. Yeah. And someone's come back and said, normally, so it's not a criticism. This is how I like it. I'd blur the light so it looks more realistic. And when I think about it, I think, yeah, actually, you're right. And I've got back to say, no, <laughs> you're right. I totally agree with you. Well done. So the next time I do that. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah, well but done. the thing is, well if, I d- if they didn't say that to me, I probably would never have thought about that. But from now on, the next time I do something similar, I will make that change. If I don't like it, I'll go back to what I normally do. Okay. But at least now, I can look at it in a different way. So there's got to be room for experimentation. Yeah, but also sometimes you can be too close to your own work yeah. don't be too precious of your own to get to, to grow you need to let other people in into it you need to get you know it needs to be something that someone else can interact with as mm. well and you're saying that maybe if it's a little bit too personal then people won't be able to relate to it they'll relate to it but the way they relate to it mm. may affect your your relationship with it as well how do you mean? So, so for instance, if if you if I posted a picture and everyone started s- saying things around, well, you should have done this, you should have done that, you should have, then you start to think, well, why did I even put it up there? <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it, it can, but I mean, like I said, I'm at that stage now anyway where there's been times before when people have suggested things on my pictures and I've just argued back saying, no, I don't agree with that. No. Because, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're wrong. No, yeah, exactly. And I'm it's just. Master photography. So, where do you post your work now? Where you like I your films um, and that is it YouTube? Yeah, well, I put my film look up on YouTube. Uh, I put my 
little home kind of demos of my songs that I do on SoundCloud, and I put this podcast on SoundCloud okay. as well, but it's now charging, you know, SoundCloud's got a limit of like a certain amount of hours that you can put on before it charges you for, for it, and I've got better things to be spending my money on, like sweets, <laughs> so, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of put it on Spotify through this thing called Anchor, which I need to change anyway, because I can't see the fucking stats of it. Um, but yeah, on Spotify you need like something called an RSS feed, which is more money as well. I'm okay. not really sure how much money, but I'd I'd be like happy to pay that for some of that. Uh, and then I want to start filming the podcast as well because I have got a little camera now, and yeah, so I kind of put and then I put it on the Facebook page as well. Which people, if you're listening, this is the part where we break the fourth wall. Do you want to say hello to the audience? Hello, audience. Yeah, hello, audience. You're right. How you doing? You look nice today. So, yeah, I'll kind of um, put it on the Facebook page, which you should all go and like, by the way. You should all go and support it. And you should all go and... Because then it will make me more like happy and successful and we can spread these conversations far and wide, you know. So maybe if somebody's sat in Bangladesh or uh, even like uh, Spondin, then they can just kind of listen to it and enjoy it and hopefully we'll get something out of it you know see now i've gone all kind of like quiet and a little bit so that's another persona it's like another mask and it's like (laughs) you're trying to constantly keep the people guessing like what's real what's not what's not real you know this is it you know (laughs) where do we go from here what do you want to talk about I kind of uh, asked you before you came here if you had any... Well, I should have asked you when you walked in, really, but I'm stupid, so I didn't. Uh, If you had any kind of topics that you you wanted to discuss? To be honest with you, there wasn't. Uh, Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I've never done this before, so I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know know, how the format would work. Are you enjoying it so far? It's different. It's different! (laughs) I, I hate I hate, I hate my voice anyway. I hate my voice anyway. <laughs> so I was on years and years. But well it is. It's oh, I've never done it before. Shot through the. <laughs> it's just a chat though, isn't it? Different in a good way. Yeah, different in a good way. All right, yeah, cool. Definitely good a good yeah, way. thank you. Yeah, yeah. Did <laughs> you get nervous it. doing these? Uh, everything gives me anxiety, man. Like everything. I'm going to a party later. That's where I think the the end is nigh. <laughs> the can't um, Yeah, like last time. I when I have a drink, like, I'm so, and a lot of creative people are like this as well, where they've got no inhibitions whatsoever and no self-control. I'm getting a little bit better at the self-control thing. You know, if, if something feels good, and I'm like, oh, well, I feel bad, so I have to feel good. Uh, uh. And then like, you, you learn to sit with it, and you learn to sit with who you actually are. And then at first you're like, oh, my God, this is who I really am. Oh no! <laughs> like staring into the mirror on LSD or something, <laughs> it all kind of falls apart. <laughs> you kind of lose track of who you are or whatever. But then you kind of sit with it and you go, "All right, well, it's not that bad. You know, I'm all right. I'm doing my thing." You know. I mean, this thing—I don't know a lot of people my age that are doing what I'm doing, or I have the uh, ideas and kind of goals and aspirations that I have. You know, which is is quite. Uh, you can feel quite isolated sometimes, you know, because yeah. a lot of people are going off to college or uni now, and uh, I want to do that stuff eventually too. But obviously, uh, the kind of 
crux for well that's said crux too many times in this fucking podcast. <laughs> What's a better word than crux? Uh, out of the ashes of uh, this uh, kind of extended period of uh, hmm, troubled mental health kind of situation, uh, which is not a good way of describing it at all. But uh, oh well, coming from the poet, right? <laughs> But yeah, out of out of the ashes of that came the idea for this m- thing called Mad Truth, which I'm now kind of uh, working towards and kind of uh, putting together slowly but surely. Yeah. So what's your end goal? My end goal is that I want to um, help young people like myself, right, kind of who have mental health difficulties and have kind of uh, maybe troubled backgrounds, kind of maybe people from uh, abusive families or people who haven't really kind of, you know, just been put down time and time and time again. And then be able to liberate them through finding their own kind of creative voice and finding their own uh, kind of inner artist or whatever. Because I think everyone's an artist in, you know, in the fundamental sense of, you know, we we are all creative beings we are all kind of uh just as we're all spiritual beings and we're all sexual beings and we're all uh kind of um kind of you know in in that kind of uh primal of of being a human you know it's part of being human creativity you know and uh i think it's so important to do that i think it's so important to have a creative outlet especially in a world of of ones and zeros that we live in now where it's all becoming you know increasingly sterile and kind of orwellian (laughs) and and cold and calculating and that's true but the ones and zeros have also helped in creativity i think in like yeah because you you work on like you said someone in bangladesh could listen to this yeah i mean this this sound is being converted into ones and zeros now and going into other people's in a way that i by the way will never be able to understand ever you know <laughs> somebody somebody could explain i don't know how this is working all i know is that i'm speaking into a microphone and it's going here and then people will hear it but i don't know how that happens you know yeah i, I don't know what's going on with like the, no. m- the m- microbes in my stomach or whatever you know it's like so this is what i'm saying there's there's, there's more there's more than meets the eye with people with life with with everything and to look uh, on a very surface level like a lot of people do you know, uh, is ignorant have you got any bodies lined up then uh, yeah yeah I've got a guy called uh, Connor Pearson coming on he's a musician um, next week uh, I'm gonna have the young men back on because uh, they're a band yeah. uh, with my mate Mitchell and Adam as uh, and they're really kind of interesting and good. Uh, I've got uh, a couple of potential people. Abby Music, who's another okay. musician uh, who I really want to speak to. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I kind of want to ex- expand out of the kind of artist category eventually into maybe having just uh, maybe journalists on and maybe uh, different kind of, because I'm interested in everything, you know, and that's another part of being a fucking artist. Is that why right? you like doing these? Uh, 
Um, I like doing these because I'm essentially a very awkward, <laughs> kind of shy human being. Okay. And, uh, and this forces you to yeah. speak to people? Not or yeah, it's sort of, I mean, I'm usually quite good with people one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I get that. Lots of I people are like it's that. It's chill, you know, but if I'm going, like, this thing later on tonight that I'm going to, well, there's loads of people, I'm shitting it. <laughs> you know, especially now that I've, you know, convinced myself that I'm going to die for some reason. <laughs> it's good. Like, it's like, it's a help helpful thing to think in it but yeah man i mean i i think essentially the fundamental thing that i'm after is is truth and authenticity and you know uh no bullshit and i want to cut through all that and i want to get to the heart of uh of of the essence of the people that i talk to and find out what makes them tick and uh, what, where the kind of creativity originates from, and maybe the audience and myself can kind of infer different meanings from that, and uh, maybe they'll learn something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. That's what I'm trying to do. Cool. It's interesting. Man. It's pretty cool. It's pretty unique. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's just all strange to me. <laughs> is it? Why is it strange? This is a different. Because when you do your photography, it's all about the visual, isn't it? No yeah. One, no one ever really asks you about what's going on in your head when you post or what you do or why. I or do. Or why you do it. Yeah, exactly. Which is a good thing. It is a good yeah. thing. Because also it makes you think about it as well yourself. Sure, yeah. It makes yeah. you start to think about, well, you know, what, what is it that, you, you know, why, why do you do it? I mean, for me, it is a primarily, it's an art form that I like to do. Yeah, but okay. I like the meeting of people. Yeah. And the collaboration. And the good thing, what, what's really good as well, if you're working with someone, quite often you'll bounce ideas off each other. But say that y- you've, you've done a photo or you've done a picture, right? And say, let's take the, the girl in the book, for, for instance. Did you do that just because it, it looks cool and it has a certain kind of visual aesthetic to it or did you do it because it has some kind of symbolism or meaning even just kind of uh it's deep down for you i would say it's got a meaning but i like i like things which aren't nowadays especially on on things like instagram you'll get lots of gritty pictures you'll get lots of images of like street photography and ways of lots of people's bums yeah people yeah people will be urban you know you like (laughs) the urban look you know that kind of thing Whereas <laughs> my mate wants to be an Instagram model, you know, and bless her heart, bless her soul. I'm like, well, it's not real, mate. Like, you know, it's not. I mean, you know, there's not many uh, people I shoot that are what do you m- think models in the sense that a lot of them are signed up to agencies and some of them do get work yeah. out of that. Uh, there's people, I mean, we've got a, we've got a Facebook page called Nottingham Creatives mm. and we've got a meetup on Sunday. Oh, yeah. So that'll be anyone that wants to come along. You know, as long as you're a photographer, it doesn't matter what sort of stage of photography you're at. We've, or if you want to do modeling, if you want to try modeling, see if you want to get into it. Mm-hmm. So anyone can kind of come along. We're all meeting up. And so that's on the Facebook page. And we'll do that every so f- every few months. And you'll get people, you know, I've, sh- I've shot with a girl who's got cystic fibrosis. And what is that for people that don't so know? So it's, uh, I, I believe it's, it's something with the brain, okay. where the brain's not, like, stops functioning some way. So it can affect different people in different ways. 
so it's, it affects movement. It affects a lot of things like that. Mm. The first time I shot with her, she was very young. She's part of a modeling agency called Zebedee Models. So that's a modeling mm. agency for people with disabilities. Oh, wow. That was set up. Yeah, so they've got... They've done some big campaigns, actually, recently with different retailers and things. So she's a model for them. But I did a shoot with her. I just remember she was very quiet, very almost subdued, but put her in front of a camera, and oh, my God, she comes alive. Yeah. And it's and that it's, that's the sort of thing that gives you a feel where you see something like that where, you know, she's a great model. She comes along to the creative meetups as well mm. now. So she travels from Manchester. She's fairly young, so her mum brings her brings her along. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, and the first time I shot with her, you know, she was quiet and it was just, but the second time, once she knew me a bit better, then she was coming up with her ideas and you'd bounce some things off each other. And that was great to see that when she first did it with us, she was like this quiet, shy, but now she's coming out of herself. She's growing as a person. That's so she's beautiful. More, she's man. more confident with what, with what she does. I mean, as a model, she was great anyway, because like I say, she's just got she was just quiet, talent for it. Put in front of the camera, yeah, the poses, the angle she creates, and all that type of thing, yeah. Yeah. It's natural. Okay. I just wanted to ask you, um, you know, about the kind of evils of Photoshop, if you will. Um, so, obviously, like, we touched on Instagram models a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, when, when I'm on about kind of authenticity and truth, for me, when you, when you see a photo that's... Uh, so, with this, with this person, I went out and did a kind of photo shoot with her just like because she needed some photos right and i found that for me personally like the candid photos that took of her when she wasn't posing was so much better than when than the ones when she was posing because it was it was natural you know so when when you're kind of doing like like airbrushing on on magazines and and uh so you, you have these people that are like you know Almost to an extent, uh, too beautiful. Yeah, but it but it diminishes the the true beauty and the true humanity. You know, do can you speak on that a little bit? So, for me, if a model doesn't, if a model wants you to do to retouch it, I won't personally change any body shape or anything like that. Yeah, but you I can't argue that people I'm like these massive oh magazine and agencies it's wrong. do that. It happens and it's wrong. I mean, my daughter will take selfies <coughs> and she'll be doing a duck face and yeah. she's nine. Duck face. And that's because she's seen it, you know, <laughs> That's everywhere. how you know. Yeah, Humanity's like, on the way out, right? Well, exactly. <laughs> but that's Welcome to the age of the duck face. That's, that's <laughs> social media for you. That's yeah. what... So, in, in, in my work, it's not around manipulating bodies. I like to create movement. movement. So, where you said you get... You, you don't like poses. So, I'll get people to walk away from me, yeah. to walk back towards me. Because lots of my things are done, especially with female models. It's more female models than male. There'll be lots of sort of uh, floaty dresses and you can get the shapes. Mm. So about getting that shape for me and getting that. Uh, so basically the, the clothes accentuate the person, I suppose. Oh. So you don't need, I don't, do, I don't do any nudes. I don't do any shoots like that. So it's not so much, the Photoshop that I use is more around creating a scene you, you might want to change a tone i will if the model especially if model asks remove any blemishes but won't distort the face i may perfect the skin a little bit better mm-hmm. 
some models don't like that and they'll say, but you ask the person, yeah. do you want me to do this or do you want me to... I mean, there was, there was that uh, attempt to kind of remedy what I said about the kind of two beautiful people uh, with that uh, plus-size model. Do you remember? No, I don't remember. No, there was, uh, I can't remember who the woman was called, but she was kind of plus-size model and she was on the, f- the front cover of this, uh, of this big deal kind of women's p- fashion magazine thing <laughs> it's like a big deal because it's like oh somebody that's like not that a, be a just supermodel you know yeah. but even then like it's so touched up and airbrushed and like she, she's been clearly like somebody's gone over like spent hours like editing that and trying to perfect it to this point of of where it's not real you know it's not real and then you're selling that to an audience of people that probably if they're into that thing are quite and this is a generalization i'm sorry but you know probably quite insecure and probably seek that validation through like me with the whole uh please like my work thing it's it's con it's a constant search for validation and and a kind of um uh a not focusing on your own uh on your own inner beauty and your own kind of your own personality as opposed to trying to look like somebody else you know i mean i think there's a there's you know there's a there's a huge uh lack of emphasis on individuality these days there's a there's a huge kind of uh deficit in people being able to love themselves for who they are, you know, which is why I'm so genuinely moved by that story of the girl with the uh, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Um, because you know, y- you took her out of a shell and you made her feel good about herself through your work, right? Yeah, but I'm sure I don't want to say I made her feel good, about I think she feels good about herself anyway. She's quite when you get to know her, she's quite a confident person. But that yeah. first time I met her, she was just. You know, she was quiet, but you did see the did massive change. Do you see my point, change. right? It's yeah, I know what you're it's saying. It's uh, freedom through creativity. Yeah. That's what it is, right? And, you know, for, for me, that is the most beautiful thing that you could possibly imagine. You know, when when you're in a proper, like, flow state and everything's working and, you know, I mean, you can, you can be a songwriter and you know there'll be days and days and days months even years where you're it's three it's three in the afternoon it's raining outside you're staring at a paper, piece of paper it's blank and that piece of paper is staring into your fucking soul and it's screaming at you you know you're useless you're shit you're not worthy of anything <laughs> right and then every now and then you'll write a lyric or you'll come up with a chord progression, or you come up with a melody, and that is the most perfect thing of all time, and that comes from you. That's who you authentically are, in a way, right? You know, and it can come from a kind of deep-seated psychological place within you, or it can just come from everyday life. You know, I mean. I know a lot of people that are just content with, you know, not being like me and being really volatile and kind of flying off the handle every five minutes, you know. And they're just content with, like, simple pleasures, you know. Uh, But I think that's what 
especially photography, like we said, is kind of finding the, the needle in the haystack almost. I mean, yeah, photog- like I said at the beginning, photography for me is just an escapism. Sometimes you'll get to the end of a day's shoot and but you realise you're What are you, w- you escaping from? Just the mundanity of everyday Mundanity life. in real life, yeah. Yeah. You're doing something where you've not got to think about bills. Like I say, sometimes I don't even think about food. <laughs> so, and I'm not the smallest person, like right, you know, yeah. I, I like my food. And uh, But sometimes you'll get, you know, you could be shooting, perhaps start at 10, it could be a, you, you go travelling somewhere. And, you know, I guess at the end of the day, you realise you've not eaten because all your, you're just so you're into immersed yeah. into what you're doing, yeah. Cool. And you're just looking at what, you know, what can make it different. You're always, look, you're always interacting with your surroundings. So to get the good picture, it's all about getting the angles. So you might want to be on a low level, high, just different angles around. Mm-hmm. You just, so you, you're looking at that all the time and that's going off in your head all the time. And you're just thinking, well, you know, what are you going to do when you get back to that picture to make it, stand out even more cool. so yeah. you're just immersed into it and it is you just get lost in it, yeah. yeah you just forget about the whole world you forget about everything else other than that creativity right. okay. and you're doing that with because i'm doing portraits and i'm doing that with someone else as well yeah so it's, it's and like often they're equally as passionate and equally as into it yeah so it's, it's childlike in a way it's returning to that state of, of, kind of so, freedom yeah. and and kind of you know not having any any kind of inhibitions or uh, or kind of limitations, and right. you're meeting new people all the time. I met I met up with a dress designer yesterday, mm. so she's just passed her degree and she's got she's won a competition to go into China to do some work in China or to, to display a dress in China, and she wants to do some pictures with me if she can. And her passion, so she bought her portfolio, she bought you know a whole of a design process for these dresses that mm-hmm. she's got. And her passion just just shone out. As soon as she starts speaking about what it is, you can see it. The eyes light up. The face comes alive. And that's just wonderful. And that's what being creative does. Yeah, so brings out the best in people. Yeah. I feel like. You know. I've never... People ask me, is there anyone you've ever worked with who you, you just didn't get on with, didn't like? <laughs> and I got to say... And I, so I don't know. Me, I, I now. <laughs> speak, no, not you. Not you at all. Look how we're talking. So, what? Yeah. You're you basically no. I've never worked with anyone who I thought, my God, I'm never working with you again. People have different demands. Don't yeah. get me wrong. People want to. Some people. I always send my work to the models, and if there's any shots they don't like. Has there ever been someone that's really, really, really smelly? No, I just no. like, mate, come on, sort it out. No. Anyway. No. 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 <laughs> so this is uh, this is the, like the persona that, that throws no, people off. It's it's basically <laughs> I just wonder where that question came from. I started to the ether. Smelling my pits now, just in case. So the Big Bang. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> the origin of all things. So I have this. I have this thought. You know, is Do it, you smell? Is it like what you just said? Is it that people are creative? Generally, tend to be nicer, or have I just been lucky? And I don't know. No, I no, because no, you can that. you can clearly find. Examples of artists throughout history that are complete pricks, yeah, but exactly. you know, I've I've been. I'm not saying that your your art makes you a good person because clearly it doesn't, and I'm not saying that your art can can kind of make help you escape your own kind of uh, personal demons, right? Because 
there's a long history of artists that, that were troubled and oh, yeah. Van Gogh, uh, Francis Bacon, uh, musicians like kind of uh, Kurt Cobain and, and uh, Amy Winehouse and and all those people that kind of shone so bright because of their work and their genius, but you know, oftentimes that can be a double-edged sword, right? Which I'm always worried about, of you know, trying to push everything to its to its furthest kind of point, and then going to a point where, oh my God, I've gone too far now, you know. I mean, and that goes back to what you were saying earlier about don't be too attached to, to your work, you know, which I have a tendency to do, to be honest with you. You know, as I get so into it, and I get care so about s- it. Uh, yeah, uh, you know. But sometimes you just have to accept what people. You don't always have to agree with them uh, as well. I did say that. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, some people do make valid points, and sometimes you have to let that in. You have to look at things through someone else's eyes mm. to grow. I think uh, I'm almost kind of militant about it. Like I know for a fact in my fucking soul that this true thing, you know, whatever it turns out to be, is going to be something really special. And I know for a fact that these conversations are important to me and probably to other people that are listening, right? And people will probably get something out of it, you know. But mm, yeah, I mean, there's always that worry of of kind of trying to make something that is in some way timeless, in some way untouchable. And maybe that's just my own insecurity of going, you know, all right, well, look at me now. <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, like I say, that that does get easier as you get older, though, because yeah. you, gen- you do tend to give less of a shit when you get older. What else gets easier as you get older? Just that. Definitely just that. Or uh, nothing else. <laughs> it's all downhill <laughs> from here. Everything else, everything else <laughs> is shit. But you, you, don't, you don't give a fuck. You don't give what people think, and you... You find it easy to stick up for yourself yeah. if you need to. You, you. I just think you become. I just think you start to realise what's more important in life, mm, which so is family. Yeah, family, friends, or everything that everyone knows. But you know, and sometimes I think you also realise not to take things too seriously. Some people can, especially if you're creative, you can. Sometimes you immerse yourself so deeply into something, so you do care. But maybe sometimes you do care too much. So when people do, there's, there's a difference between if someone taking the piss out of you and slagging off your work to someone giving criticism. criticism. There's a com- big big difference around that. But uh, I don't know. I just think you learn what's important and what's not important. Okay. And other people's values. Yeah. If I read something today, I read something on the lines of if someone, if you wouldn't ask someone for their advice, why would you listen to their criticism? Ah, who said that? I don't know, I've done this on Facebook. <laughs> was it you? No, it weren't me. <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? If you wouldn't go to someone advice, why do you care about what they say, their criticism or their, mm. you know, if they're slagging you off? I don't know who I'd go to for advice, really. Because I'm, I don't know, I don't listen to people, really. <laughs> I'm like, I know better. I know my own brain. And I suppose that changes when you get older as well. Well, you're just like, please tell me what to no, do. No, please. No, no, but you you do listen more. Because that's, that's the thing, isn't it? As a kid, you're 
you always think you know right. I'm not saying you're a kid, by the way. As a kid, though, you always think, you know, kids always think they're right. They always think they know best. Yeah. But as you get older, you realise... I've known some pretty intelligent al- kids, man. You wasn't always... Pretty, like, oh, they, come, they come level. out with amazing things. They come out with... They do come out with amazing things, but then they will always think that they're right when, actually, through life experiences... Yeah. And just... You know, it's life experiences that teach you. Yeah, you really know you're yeah, wrong when, when you get kind of clobbered around the head with something, you know? And yeah. uh, when you're like, oh, something's gone wrong here. I was miscalculated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you said, you don't know where you, ste- where you stepped over the line. Yeah. You you get more of a realisation of where that line is. But sometimes you don't care and still step over it anyway. No, no. Okay, well, with, mm, stepping over the line. Hmm. There's always going to be a consequence. Because it's cause and effect, isn't it? Like yeah, Einstein... Every every reaction has a positive and equal yeah. no. What is it? Every reaction has an equal and oh, man, I know what you're saying. Equal and opposite yeah. reaction. Every yeah. yeah, cool. I've said it about three times now. Yeah. Uh, but it's true. You know, it's cause and effect. Like everything you do is gonna have a kind of ripple effect, and uh, it's gonna contribute to who you are and your relationships and your work and the kind of journey that you go on in life you know so if you cross that line whatever it may be then to me it seems that there's always going to be some kind of repercussion there's always going to be some kind of positive or negative yeah if you take a risk yeah exactly but through as i say like this whole mad truth thing is a massive risk you know as you get as you get older you i think you're just better equipped to evaluate what is worthwhile and what isn't Okay. Yeah. So do I cross the line or not? What do you think is uh, the most worthwhile things that maybe people could do in their lives that maybe people aren't doing? Build so relationships. Build relationships. Yeah. Friends, people. family. Friends, family. It can be work colleagues. It can be, you know, it's just about building that network, isn't it? For you don't always need support, but sometimes you know different people provide different uh, different people provide different. What's the word I'm trying to look for? I suppose S- fulfill different needs. Okay. You know, so creatively, I couldn't do what I do without the people I work with. No. I couldn't do anything if no one. If suddenly you just be fo- taking photos of trees you, and you ducks. Be a street photographer, basically. Just yeah, yeah. Which well, that's I what I do. I mean, I don't really. I find that bizarre. Just either. taking people, strangers. No, but you'll see certain things on the street, and you'll kind of infer different meanings from that. And I, I not in a like a weird, creepy way, but I, I really <laughs> kind of enjoy people watching as a, as a hobby, oh, yeah. you know. So I'll constantly be like staring at people <laughs> like kind of you know and not not in a weird way just because like I'm, I'm wondering what what their lives are like you know? oh yeah, yeah. and yeah. oftentimes i'm too shy to go up and talk to them so i'll just take a photo of them yeah. <laughs> from the bushes and, and the thing <laughs> yeah that is, cre- that is creepy yeah and i'm joking, I'm joking i know you are and yeah i often think you know what you never really know what's going on in someone's life either no. unless you do you know you have to be really close to someone to know this is really you know when I meet people and do photography with them, it's just a snapshot. I'll ask people questions because I do ask people questions and, you know, I get to try and know a little bit, but, you know, you're spending an hour, a couple of hours with that person. Do you ever get a snapshot of what 
of, of their lives. But it's a snapshot. You never really know what people are going through. A specific place and a specific time. Yeah. What'd you say? It just isn't that time and place that you're dealing with them, yeah. 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 Where so they would are, you agree with where that? Where they are in their, in their life. We said well. at the start about kind of ripping a frame out of out of the movie of life or whatever and preserving it. That's definitely what it's all about, yeah. Nick Lee, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Mad Truth Podcast, people. See you next week. Much love. Peace.